Hey y'all, before starting this special bonus Patreon episode of Tisa Podcast, keep in mind that certain truths about certain beloved children's figures come to light and are discussed in this episode, so you may not want to listen with small children, and if they're around right now, you may want to pause, wait till you're alone, come back, and enjoy the episode. You've been warned. Enjoy. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to a very special bonus episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. Happy Easter, y'all. Yeah, happy Easter. Christos uh, was Cressy. I know, I know this is probably fake languages. Easter for you because yours is a week later, right? Mine's real Easter, yeah. Real Easter instead of fake Easter that we celebrate, mm-hmm. Anthony. <laughs> well, happy fake Easter, Julia. Happy, real happy fake Easter. Easter. Happy early real Easter, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun Ju- that we're doing a, a an Easter episode. This is fun. This is fun, y'all. Have we Thank ever you, done Jerry an Easter episode? Davila? No, Jerry's been no. asking us to cover tonight's thing for about two since the pod since we started doing bonus episodes. Oh, Jerry! I don't know why he wanted you. to hear our opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. He a has to know this pain. isn't gonna go well, right? <laughs> he he he's like he's like me. I keep putting Rankin Bass on the schedule, hoping that this will be the one that changes your mind. And every time, I'm disappointed. We all knew when this one, the moment this one started, that that was not gonna happen. Oh, I had no disillusion. Let's start the uh, let's start the episode off on a happier note than this, right? Okay. I have a joke for y'all. Oh, I love jokes. Oh, Lots of violence could have been prevented in the Old West if cowboy architects had only made the towns big enough for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, is my new favorite joke. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's so good. That is. I will definitely be repeating that one. Yeah, absolutely. We need to get that, that, one, that, we need that one around the world. I love it. <laughs> So, so Julia, was so did Easter your kid, Bunny good to you and the kids? Did your kids write their letters to the Easter Bunny? Did he leave oh. eggs? What? Why are y'all like attacking me with these questions? We don't do Easter Bunny in our house. We never have. I mean, I like make them a cute little basket with eggs in it and stuff, but like we don't do the Easter Bunny. So they don't write letters to the Easter Bunny? No, they don't. You know why? Because despite this movie, nobody writes letters to the Easter Bunny. That's, right. That's not true. I did. You wrote you letters to Easter Bunny? Yeah, I did. Where'd you mail them at? Did they have like... Who like... knows where I mailed them? I don't even know where my no, Santa but... letters went. 
Well, you know how they have special mailboxes for Santa letters? Do they have special yeah. mailboxes for the Easter Bunny? I don't like think I'm, so. I don't actually well, I, ask I, would, I would honestly assume nowadays they probably do. I never had one. But even growing up, I never had a special mailbox for Santa either. My mother would take that and say, I'll put these in the mailbox for you. That was Can so we put nice a spoiler of her at the front too. of this one? Yeah, I will. Yeah, that was nice of her to do that and save. That w- that Julie, nice. what do you do? with your letters your kids letters to the to the santa to the santa we <laughs> to the, santa. the one and only <laughs> we um we stash them <laughs> you have them all yeah we have them and we have their little baby teeth too which is like disgusting but like not why, why do time. people do that my mother has our know. baby teeth somewhere it's super weird and when i look at them i'm like why do i keep these it's like all the clothes they've lost it's just weird but um, we have like never forget that baby finger of Ellie's the first time she lost a finger. We, we still have that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny is I think they're in the same box where like letters Marty and I wrote to each other when we were dating and stuff are in, Aww. which is, well, That's like kind of all, and then kind of like serial killer. These are two very these different roman- things. Yeah. The these romantic the letters box. with a bunch of teeth. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Oh, I thought you meant the ki- I thought you meant the kids' letters of Santa were the same box. That they're all in the same box. And the teeth. And the teeth. That's gross. <laughs> that's pretty nasty. That's like if a murder happened in the Colburn house, the cops would find that. And be Could like, you imagine, like, if like Marty a- and I like disappeared? Would you ever think about that? Like, because I listen to a lot of true crime, right? Like, if you disappeared off the face of the earth and people were going through your stuff, trying to construct who you were without knowing who you are, what they would think if they looked through your stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to a, a podcast lot. right now on Radio Lab. They're doing this series called The Other Latif. Are y'all watch? Are y'all listening to that one? The other no. what? What? Latif. Was that a it's about this guy? Word? This, it's a name. Oh, okay. Um, this guy, the, the reporter's name is Latif, and he shares a name with uh, a guy in in Guantanamo Bay. Oh, yeah. And it was like this, this weird familiar. connection he has. And uh, so they're on episode five, but it's this whole like trying to figure out if this guy really is a terrorist or not. Because I guess a lot of people who got arrested and sent to Guantanamo Bay, not a lot, at least some were put there on very little evidence with very little evidence. Yeah. And they were never given the proper procedures. And uh, mm-hmm. his case is that, really sad. How dare, how dare you accuse the very competent George W. Bush government of doing uh, the so what happens here is he was he was it was said by a group of uh, nonpartisan um, politicians, not politicians, nonpartisan government workers who reviewed his case that he should be let go, and then Trump came into office while he's waiting to get out and said no he can't nobody can leave so he's still trapped after he was supposed to go back anyway, it's a really cool podcast and that's what the. The host is saying, he's like, you know, I'm trying to look through these these very desperate parts of this guy's life and put it together and find out where he was and who, who he is based on what I have. And he's like, just imagine people going through your travel records and trying to figure out, you know, based on where you went and where you lived and what you did, why you were there and how, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that's seemingly in- innocent could be, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Well, now that I know somebody's keeping a box full of teeth. In, in Oklahoma, if I hear Teeth about love a murder, letters and Santa letters. <laughs> uh, Julie, and, movie, and movie, movie stubs, old movie stubs. 
Julie, <laughs> if anything happens to you and Marty, I'm going to come find this box and I'm going to make a <laughs> book. Uh, take pictures and make a book. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, I'm going to come find it and I'll stash it for you and not let anybody know. That's where, that's where I thought he was going. I'll, I'll no, do that, Julia. After, after, after <laughs> Tom like takes book. pictures of all that stuff, I'll burn the original so then people can say he made it all up. <laughs> there we go. Fake news. I like where this is going. <laughs> I like how we're so cavalier about as if this is something that's definitely going to happen. Julia's going to disappear. <laughs> right? Do you ever think about that? Like speaking of thinking about weird things, like joking about something like that with a friend, and then like, what happens if next week it actually happens? Like, what happens if we go to record on Tuesday and Julia just doesn't show up? (laughs) Oh man, make for a good episode of Crime Junkie. (laughs) That's the kind of crossover podcast I want. I have said in the past I'm always up for a good crossover, but that's kind of where I draw the line. <laughs> so, why don't we hop into this week's film, film television special? This week. Yeah, don't elevate it to the status of film. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, don't give away how you feel. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to be surprised. <laughs> This week, we are covering 1977's Rankin Bass production, The Easter Bunny is Coming to Town, the sequel to Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Santa's mentioned once, and it still has S.D. Kruger as a mailman, so mm-hmm. I can only assume it's a sequel. Fred Astaire. Yep. Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. So, Julia, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you want to give us a plot synopsis? The mailman decides to stop another deluge of letters by answering questions about the Easter Bunny. Sunny, a baby rabbit found and adopted by Kidville, a town of kids. Sorry. (laughs) It's even more ridiculous when it's words like this. Sunny, a baby rabbit found and adopted by Kidville, a town of only kids, even a kid mailman. And when Sonny goes delivering eggs to the nearby town, which he has to die to fool Gadzooks, the mean bear on the mountain, he discovers that there are no kids in the town and that the rightful kid ruler is being suppressed by his aunt. But the young king likes Sonny's dyed eggs and jelly beans. So Kidville, with the help of an old train engine, (coughs) makes a few plans and a decoy chocolate rabbit to distribute them. Oh my god, that's like, just reading it, like, in a serious, bright tone of voice, it makes it sound absurd. (laughs) How could the tone of my voice make that more absurd? It's just absurd. So, this came out seven years after Santa Claus has come to town, and this is actually Fred Stairs last role ever before his death. Um, oh, that's sad. Way to go out with a bang, Fred. <laughs> yeah. Way to go yeah. out with a whimper. <laughs> so let's just run through the, you know, credits real quick. They're all very, you know, they're the same as a lot of these Rankin Bass specials. It was written by Romeo Muller, directed by Jules Bass and Arthur Rankin Jr. And the music was done by Maury Laws. And they're the same names you'll find on every single Rankin Bass special. This special 
stars Fred Astaire as S.D. Kluger, the mailman, reprising his role from seven years earlier. He put quotes special. around special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us will deny this is special. Maybe just not in the way. Nope. We were oh, gosh. Uh, <clears throat> playing the Easter Bunny, Sonny, is Skip Hinant. Hinant, who is an American actor, singer, voice actor, and comedian. Not much to his name. He did the voice of Fritz the Cat in multiple movies and TV specials. Any Fritz the Cat fans here? No. Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he Fritz the Cat has his own Wikipedia page. I'm like, oh, maybe that was something. I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's bigger than we. He's better than we are. <laughs> In case you're wondering, fans, Wikipedia will not let us have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> what was their official reasoning? Uh, we Basically, we're not important enough. What if we get every fan to write Wikipedia? <laughs> well, nope. We have, have articles that are impartial and show that like we're worth having a Wikipedia page for. Oh. Uh, we're mentioning oh, yeah. articles. I Every put Christmas. those articles, but apparently... Not like, good enough. Not we're not enough. We're not good enough, man. Not good enough. We need to get on that TV Today Show this year, like we keep trying to every year. That would be awesome. Playing Linda, the school teachers, Karen Dahl. <laughs> Playing Chugs <laughs> is Bob McFadden, who was an American singer, impressionist, and voice actor. His most popular television cartoon character was Milton the Monster from the Milton the Monster Show in the '90s. He also did the voice of Cool McCool. And Snarf from Thundercats. Snarf is legit, y'all. And then Alan Swift plays Gazooks, and he played um, Riff Raff on the Underdog TV show. Yeah, and si- Riff Raff. And Simon Barsinister. That's our very small cast. None of these people, none of the other people even have clickable Wikipedia links. So they're a bunch of unknowns. We so, don't have a clickable Wikipedia link. And we're a bunch of unknowns. <laughs> we're a bunch of unknowns. <laughs> <laughs> Funny because it's true. <laughs> we laughed to hide our pain, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're crying inside. So oh, why don't we boy. start with our histories of this special? Julia, why don't you kick us off? Do you have a history of this special? Have you seen it no. before? No. I didn't. I don't even think I knew this thing existed. Um, you know, I'm not a Rankin Bass fan, so that would explain sort of, I guess, that part of it. Um, yeah, didn't know this was a thing, but now I do. Part of it felt um, like maybe it was vaguely familiar, but I don't know. Um, it could just be that it's so derivative of other Rankin Bass stuff that it felt exactly like every other Rankin Bass. But like Julia said, now I know it's a thing. I saw this a few times growing up. It was never got the airtime over Easter, like the Christmas ones get over Christmas, but ABC Family always played it once or twice a season. Never had the love for it that I do the Christmas ones. And watching it now as an adult, I realize I have no nostalgia for it, even from the few times I've seen it as a child. And I would just like to apologize to any listeners who I offended in the Klaus episode from a few weeks back for calling that a ripoff of Rankin Bass when this Rankin Bass special ripped off itself and it was literally a find and replace of the Santa Claus is coming to town script just with Easter people. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, Sunny, no, it was the Easter Bunny's Chris Kringle, the the Kid Phil kids are the Kringles, uh King Bruce was Jessica, Hallelujah Jones was supposed to be Topper, Gadzooks was the Winter Warlock, and Lily Longtooth was the Burgermeister. It's very God, these are, are terrible clear. names. <laughs> <laughs> And behind the scenes trivia, this is actually Rankin Bass's second foray into the world of Easter. The first one being Here Comes Peter Cottontail in 1971, in which Santa Claus actually appears. Is that one All right, better so than can this I, one? Can I start with what I've with my notes? So behind the scenes for our listeners, Tom <laughs> told us this special was so bad he took copious notes because he didn't want to forget to bring up his many grievances during this recording this this movie opens with the same mailman and all i could think is really this guy left the north pole for this and but instead of having his little mail truck he's got an upgrade and he has a train which for some reason now is anthropomorphized and the train is sentient and can communicate with people uh like like it's like the reject little engine that could. It's like the little engine that couldn't got a yeah. second chance. Uh, I, I, terrible. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna push back on you here. One, why would he leave the North Pole? He didn't leave the North Pole. It's a different season. He's not delivering mail to Santa in the springtime. I would think that delivering mail for Santa would be a big enough gig that you would have. Like that would be your job. So Santa only has to work one night a year. This mailman only has to work one season a year. Is that what you're telling me? Basically, I think that's enough mail. I think I think the the mailman who takes the mail to Santa probably delivers more mail than like most other mail carriers throughout the entire year. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would pays, hope Santa stays has, pretty busy. Yeah, I would hope Santa has better benefits than the the fact the guy would have to go get a, an off season job like a summer teacher. Yeah. <laughs> As for the train, nobody questions the sentience of Thomas the Tank Engine. So I don't know why Thomas you're the Tank Engine isn't in the same isn't in this universe though. Like in this universe, uh, vehicles have not been sentient before. The mail truck did not talk. The sleigh is not anthropomorphized in any way. It's just like, oh wait, uh, we need something more interesting for this. So let's have a little, the little engine that could. Continue with your notes, Tom. His, I feel like his, this is the best way. The little engine. The train, the train, the train is just terrible. The the lines that they have for this train are—they didn't even try. Mm-mm. I thought I could. I thought I could. I thought what? Like really? No. And uh, okay, so let's move past that. The mailman is so one-dimensional. He is saying the exact same thing that he said in the Santa Claus is coming to town. It is like I feel like I feel like there wasn't even a find or replace. It was just let's just put the same intro here and have him say the same th- things. The songs that they use are just terrible the songs are awful the music is awful yeah with the other ones like i i can think of most other rankin bass we've covered or at least the big ones and there's some good music in there right like there's some good music or at the very least they're earworms these aren't earworms earworms. i don't even remember what the the hens were talking about we're singing about that was so stupid I don't either. Why uh, and the... I use the I use the fifteen second skip a lot on this one. By the way, <laughs> why the hens? I thought the names were funny. The Hendrew sisters instead of the Andrew sisters. <laughs> Derivative. <laughs> it was a sad pun. Um, it's a sad pun. It's it a sad like pun. Usually, I love <laughs> puns and play on words, but that one just made me sad. Uh, by the t- way, Tom, before we move on, if you thought. 
the mailman is so one-dimensional because he repeated his opening from Santa Claus has come to town. Wait till we eventually do the bonus episode where he talks about the tooth fairy. Oh, oh, and that same, it was the same. <laughs> the, the fact that you thought that was real <laughs> says a lot about Reagan. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's not real. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh God, I thought you were serious too. I was like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> the and that that whole intro where it's like real world, you know, doom and gloom. I, I just Rudolph did on. the same thing. I know that's what I'm saying. It's the same exact thing. Like this is this is a microwave three week old version of the same movie. Yeah, and why would why would the just out of curiosity, why would the Easter Bunny mailman have a better vehicle than this than Santa Claus's mailman? Yeah, it, like why would he need a train to take the Easter Bunny mail because. Aside from Anthony, like this is not like a, a well-known tradition that kids do. If I'm wrong, patrons, please write and let me know. I have never heard of anybody writing to the Easter Bunny before. Maybe I was just a kind soul who wanted to know how he was doing. I could say I maybe. I always or asked maybe. Santa Claus how Mrs. Claus was. It wasn't just begging for gifts. It's just, that is sweet. That is sweet. That is sweet. Oh, Anthony's such a nice little boy. <laughs> That was really um, creepy, the way you just said that. <laughs> was it Biden-level creepy? Is it teeth-in-a-box creepy? <laughs> oh my god, I'm friends with such creepy people. <laughs> Alright, we're going to keep talking about teeth-in-a-box. That's going to become a recurring thing, and we're not going to tell anybody what it is. <laughs> and that'll be really funny for our non-patrons, who will have no idea <laughs> where this came from what at all. <laughs> um... So yeah, so we see this, and these there's a whole town of kids. There's like, there's a kid mayor and a kid teacher, and you know, Kidville. Kidville. Yeah, that, didn't even try. <laughs> didn't even try. That's worse than somber town. <laughs> hey, and the fact, hey, you somber know, town. Kidville. So I like somber town. <laughs> these kids are just hanging out, and they find a baby bunny that comes out of nowhere. Which, for those of you who know anything about ba- bunnies, they're not usually born one at a time. Right. Right. Even when my even when my dogs kill them, he they kill multiple at once. Oh, um, yeah, it's really sad. Tucker brought it's one sad. in the house. No, he's like, Daddy, what does Tucker have? Nothing. Go to your room. <laughs> I I will posit this: there was only one bunny in this special because maybe he was in front of the litter and got left behind his other one hundred siblings. But he was just yeah. born that day, so the siblings can't all go anywhere. But then again, he also had his eyes open. Um, so why is this bunny able to talk, but the bunny in Frosty Universe was not? Oh. He had to do all those ridiculous hand motions. And and Hopper and all the animals in Santa Claus has come to town could not. Yeah. But the reindeer could. The reindeer could and Rudolph. Oh, that's right. They couldn't in Santa Claus is coming down. We have some inconsistencies in the Rankin-Bass universe. I don't think they thought this one through well. Mm-hmm. Just the Rankin-Bass universe? I'm going to bring up a problem that I've brought up before on this podcast. How can Goofy talk and walk and own a home, but Pluto is subjugated and can't talk? And Relegated down to the role pet. of pet? <laughs> And Goofy oh. has no problem with this, which is really disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goofy's just like, yeah. I'm getting mine. I don't care. <laughs> so well, then I these mean, kids. If you listen to those theories, he's not even a dog. He's a cow. But I refuse to buy that. Uh, those aren't cow ears. No, they're dog ears. That's not a cow nose. 
So then the kids come across this, or the, the, the bunny decides for whatever reason that he's going to take eggs to this town. So the bunny leaves kids. This is our me, our winter warlock we have, character. We have the hobo who's like creepy old dude. And the yeah. bunny's like, oh yeah, there are a bunch of kids that live down here. You should go see the kids, hobo. And then they make a big deal in the intro that no adults live here. And then suddenly this hobo, Hallelujah Jones, starts living in Kidville. Why? Yeah. And his whole reasoning, well, since you're leaving, there's an empty spot in the town. Like, like towns have a certain limit. It's like, oh, well, we have 62 people. Sorry, you can't come here. Like, that's, I don't get it. The, uh, that song I don't he, know why we That song he sings is a real song, though. Big Rock Candy Mountain was a song from the 1800s about Hobo's idea of paradise. They just edited really? the lyrics for a children's special because in the, uh, in the actual song, he talks about cigarettes and booze and things like that. <laughs> Wasn't that stuff being advertised and marketed to kids back then? Or is this a little the later? 70s? I think it's oh, a little I guess later. 70s, no. Yeah. Late we had decided 70s. it wasn't cool to do that anymore. To kids. Oh my gosh. Glad they did it at some point. Well, the vaping companies are still trying. I thought you said bacon, and I was like, I'm fine with this. What's wrong with bacon? <laughs> it's carcinogenic. Yeah, they are trying to do that. So Tom, continue leading us through. What happens when he meets Gazooks? So then we meet this Gazooks, which is some weird bear who is somewhere between... <laughs> He was a well-dressed bear. Not at the beginning. No, he wasn't. He was a naked bear. He was naked. Bucket uh, naked. Also, which also comes out as creepy when we find out later that he is interested in clothing. Yeah. Uh, so but he was to- just fine running around naked all the time? They're trying trying to explain all this, all the traditions. So he goes and he takes all these eggs from the, the rabbit. Mm-hmm. So the rabbit goes back and thinks, hmm, if we paint the re- eggs, I can tell them they're rocks. So because, he does you know, rocks are typically in colors of the rainbow. Bright colors. Yeah. So <laughs> he brings these rocks. Gadzooks doesn't want them. And he leaves. And Gadzooks is like, you're going the wrong way. Kidville's the other way. I'm going to follow you now. <laughs> That's and goes, actually and a really so good so impression. Good. That yeah. was such a good impression. Sound just like him. <laughs> So then they go and they get to Stupidville or whatever this dumb town is called uh, uh, with a bunch of adults who have outlawed children. Yeah, and why do they always look like SS soldiers or whatever in their outfits? Like because they're trying to look like they're trying to look like Burgermeister's city. <laughs> and, you know, this rabbit's going around giving random people eggs and they're all like, oh, cool, an egg. I'm just going to eat this random strange egg that this little bunny brought to me. <laughs> Wait, you forgot to no mention the name question. of this place. You've got to mention the stupid town or whatever it is. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, it's a town called Town. Town. They really put a lot of effort into naming. Oh my gosh! It was just called Town. (laughs) It was called Town. Well, we're referring to it as Stupidville from now on. Okay, Town, Stupidville, whatever. And he somehow comes across the king, who is a child who is being held by his regent mother. Bruce the Frail. Bruce and the Frail, the kid. And, and long tooth, Lady Longtooth. Lady Longtooth. Duchess Lily Longtooth. Whatever. You care way more about this than I do. I just know the names. <laughs> well, I didn't care to invest that much into this. Special? So, and Bruce loves the egg, but then his, his aunt is like, no, we only eat beans. Because, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I, no explanation why. There's no explanation why. It's just suddenly we're supposed to assume that this is perfectly normal for a town to dictate the food that everybody in the town can eat to one item. 
So then the bunny goes back and he's like, huh, well, you know what? I can make other kinds of beans. So then they go back and they try to make like candy beans. They finally make jelly beans, which they pull out of the oven. I don't know that you actually cook jelly beans in an oven in the final jelly bean form. I haven't watched how to make jelly beans, but I don't feel like they were doing it right. They made colored rigatoni pasta. Those jelly beans were ridiculous. They were. <laughs> colored rigatoni pasta. They're the longest jelly beans I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't think any of them tasted like boogers. So. <laughs> or uh, earwax. Alas. Earwax. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back oh, and he that. takes some other kids with him this time and they've got their eggs oh and for whatever reason and, and i've never heard this before either if you're really good with easter eggs he, he tells bruce the frail you can peel them in in one piece well that's right. yeah that's a weird i've never heard that before i don't know if that i'd be curious to know if that was ever a tradition or like a i don't know but Man, this frail child, perfect first time. I'm, I'm impressed. Does anybody else eat an egg the way it is suggested you eat the egg by the Easter Bunny? I don't remember. I, don't, I don't eat eggs unless they're scrambled, so. See, and I don't like eggs either. I mean, most of the time. But, like, he, he, said, he told that Kid King to eat the white off first. Oh, and then you basically, so you sniff the yellow yolk part first. And you, what does he say? Like, you appreciate it and you ponder it. And then you just pop it in your mouth and you eat it. No. The only way I eat hard-boiled eggs like that? is when I cut it in half and I mix that yellow with mustard and mayonnaise and spices. That's, egg That's the only way I'll eat Oh, I was thinking deviled oh, eggs, egg salad. I too. hate egg salad yeah. and deviled eggs. Oh, I love really? deviled eggs. I make oh. a really good egg salad substitute with chickpeas, and it is one of my favorite things. I hate chickpeas. You substitute the eggs for the chickpeas? Yes, right. you mash up chickpeas, and then you add all the spice. It is so good, and it's high in protein, and it's vegan. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I need anyway. that recipe. So it's at this point where Godzooks finds out that, uh-oh, Sonny's been lying to him over the past year. These aren't colored paperweights or rocks or whatever. They are actually eggs. So he takes a basketful of eggs and chucks them. Which he wanted to eat. He wanted to eat the eggs. That was the big deal. And for whatever reason, he takes go and throw these eggs now. And he chunks them. <laughs> and they don't break. <laughs> you are they don't really break. good. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing voices. I like doing voices a whole lot. Oh my gosh, you are um, so good at this one. Y'all should hear me read. Y'all should hear me do Ellie's bedtime stories. Sometimes I'll be doing them and I just hear Christine start cracking up in the living room. I mean, uh, it sounds anyway. like a great episode on Patreon, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> bedtime do, stories with Tom. <gasps> that's such a good idea. Yeah. And yeah. that's probably an easy one to record, too. That is, have to patrons, yeah. if you want that, let me know and suggest bedtime stories. I could start doing one a month. That'd be fun. Yeah. So he throws these eggs and none of them crack. It's a miracle. And when they get to this stupidville town, all these people are finding eggs. So they're, 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 this is where hiding Easter eggs come from now. But it's for grown-ups, which is also weird. And they make their way to, to, to Bruce the Broken or whatever. Brand the Broken. Bruce the no, Frail. Bruce the Frail. No, Brand the Broken. <laughs> goes up there and they give him the jelly beans and so now he can eat beans and his aunt is still not happy so she wants them to hunt these people down there's this heartwarming moment before we get here where all the kids of kidville have made good suits a snazzy looking outfit for him that's the next and year they go back got it 
but it melts his cold, cold heart. It and does. he learns to take, take one this... step, one foot in front of another and become a nicer guy. Basically looks like a, a used car salesman, though. Like it's basically <laughs> really a does. used car salesman suit. <laughs> They're kids. Uh, Give them a break. They couldn't do And they want, to, they want to really empower Bruce so that he'll be, he'll be strong. Because he's like, well, when I'm here, Bruce, Bruce is fine. But when I leave, he gives in to his aunt. So they make him a plushy rabbit because, you know, for whatever reason, ra- rabbits bring this frail child strength. So they leave it with him, hoping he'll stand up to his aunt when they go back <laughs> the next year. And they keep coming back every year. But Bruce is, I see why he's known as Bruce the Frail. The kid is not growing. So I can only assume we have some sort of like poisoning going on from the aunt or a Munchausen by proxy happening. I don't know. The kid's not growing. Maybe it's just because he's not getting his vegetables. He's only eating beans. I don't know. It is not aging well. Can I say I laughed and laughed and laughed when when the queen or the duchess's whatever guards broke that bear's leg? (laughs) Broke that bear's leg? Oh my god. (laughs) I just found it so funny. So ridiculous. It was very ridiculous. And the bear wearing a used car salesman's suit and these queen's guards break his leg. What would you do if you saw a bear wearing a used car suit? (laughs) Exactly. You'd be a rug on my floor. I saw on Reddit. With the suit still on. I saw on Reddit Reddit, a picture of like a sign outside of a hotel and it says, pets welcome, except bears. We're not making that mistake again. And it just made me wonder what, what? <laughs> was that bear wearing a used car salesman suit <laughs> so this time they decide well we got to trick these people so we're gonna you know what'll do it i bet they won't be able to tell the difference between a live moving talking white rabbit and a chocolate rabbit they so chose they to horse it yeah they did poorly mm-hmm. and then when the the queen's guards open up the box and they see the rabbit they're like, I'm going to take off his head. And they just start, like, instead of looking for the actual rabbit and trying to figure out why they got tricked, they just stand around and eat chocolate, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're well-trained. Yeah, I mean, I, let's face it, I'd probably do that. Does somebody want to talk about the heart warm, the, the heart melting of the, the, the regent duchess aunt long tooth? Well, well first, they hire the mailman's train to transport all of these goods over the mountain into town. Oh, and he has the hardest time getting up that hill. There's a little lunch that could, just like you said. But you know what? They spruce him up a bit because he's all rusty, so they paint him yellow. And uh, <laughs> the, the Duchess's guards spread butter all over the tracks, <laughs> causing uh, this train to Melted slip. butter? She said melted butter, but it was still congealed. <laughs> okay, okay, well, to melt the Duchess's heart eventually... Bruce and Sonny give her an Easter flower, which mm-hmm. they name Lily after, after her. After Lily Longtooth. After her. And then afterwards, everyone celebrates at the train ride on Chugs. Much like in Santa Claus is coming to town, everyone climbs on the mailman's car and uh, they celebrate as they go to the North Pole. And that's the origin story of the Easter book. Yawn. <laughs> So dumb. So I know you guys weren't big fans of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, but I think we can all agree that one was a lot better. Oh yeah, it's better so, than this one. So we we when we're talking about him driving all the kids around on the uh, the train at the end. Yeah. 
we, we've got a, a continuity issue here because the whole reason the mailman knows this story is because he was the kid mailman in the town at this time. And now he's telling this from memory, but he's present mailman driving the train. It's, it, there's a continuity issue, y'all. We have some weird time travel. So after well, unless like, when you leave Kidville, you grow up. And maybe he, well, he had to have left because he went to Santa. Oh, so he grew go. up. So now he's back, back, but all the kids that never left never grew up. But it's supposed to be like three or four years after, like, Sonny's only like three or four years old. And he was a kid when they found Sonny. I don't know. I have to correct something I said earlier. This is not Rankin Bass's second special about the Easter Bunny. It's their third Easter special. After oh Here gosh. Comes Peter Cottontail and the first Easter Rabbit. Here Comes oh, Peter Cottontail was narrated, was narrated by Danny Kay. And the first Easter Rabbit was narrated by Burl Ives. So Christmas connections. Huh. Wow, they're going for all of the, all of the, the big wigs from that time, huh? Yeah. They probably couldn't let Bing around kids for the recording, so they didn't include him. <laughs> oh, they were afraid he might punch a kid or something. Too soon. So, harsh. Too I know soon. we don't rank our Patreon episodes, but what do you give it? I don't see how one to ten if we were. Uh, the one the other thing we didn't talk about, this is the most overtly religious rank and bass special we've covered, right? Except for with right, except for the one with Jesus. I was about to say that Jesus? had a few with like Jesus and Mary. Yeah. But the one that we've that we've covered. Yeah. Was this overtly religious? Well, they talked about like celebrating Christmas or celebrating Easter and they went into some like narrative about God at the beginning and the guy's name is oh, Hallelujah. Really? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, well, I will say that uh Santa Claus is coming to town to go on a religious tangent of not tangent but they did deviate they did delve into the religious for a bit during their wedding yeah so that part was kind of nice i like that but um if i were to give this a ranking i think it would be around 0.25 yeah i mean i wouldn't go as high as a one that's for sure so i'm gonna go with a zero on this one this is a zero movie film I, TV special i'm gonna adjust mine and go with 0.1 I'd give it a one, which would give an average of 0. 0.367. Oh, that's painful. Wow. That was, you like know what the- else is painful? Watching this movie. Yeah. I like the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold more than I liked this. <gasps> wow. That's yeah. saying something. At least the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold had the funny, Gold had the funny Irish stereotypes about them being drunk. That it was the, that's the thing, right? Like this one yeah. wasn't even funny enough for me to be like, I'm enjoying this on some other level. But that one was that horrifying say, screaming, I liked, and the tears. And the- I liked Tom's recap. Though. Tom's recap was funnier than the movie. The highlight of this episode is Tom doing Godzooks's voice. Yeah, do it again. And Tom. the recap, yeah. Yeah, I don't want these eggs. I'm just gonna throw them over here. <laughs> Come on, kids. Oh, it's like the best thing ever. So, patrons, if you like this episode, be sure to tell your friends to be patrons as well. (laughs) I need that for my ringtone or something. You know what sucks about this? We have to wait like over a month for it to go live. <laughs> oh my gosh. You need like you need like Tom's political corner, but you need to do the entire thing in that voice. <laughs> <Thing is good. laughs> 
So today I was watching the news and Donald Trump did the stupidest thing. <laughs> Can't believe it. He said that he was talking about coronavirus and started talking about Fox News and his ratings. It was no good. So he threw the egg. <laughs> <laughs> are we, oh. we safe to leave political rants on here? Oh, I love it. Yes, it's, it's, so bonus, content. <laughs> it's <laughs> bonus content. It's 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 such a great Ooh. voice. It's just like him. <laughs> it's so funny. Jer- Jerry, if you if you were a fan of this, <laughs> this special, Jerry, we're really and, sorry and, that we didn't like this episode. <laughs> Send us your address, and we'll mail you an egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's like the best Friday ever. I don't think we've had a laughing episode like this in a long time. know how to come back from that where to go from that <laughs> tell us what you think to be our sales we all talk about this make others feel like they're missing something exactly that's what i was gonna say. uh and they did they legitimately did this episode they missed that awesome impression and if you if you want to hear yourselves on Tis a Podcast, send in your Godzooks impressions and we'll send you a sticker and play them in a future Patreon episode. Oh. Awesome. Or any, any character. Just tell us what movie it yeah. is, what character you are, and do it. Yes. Yes. Good idea. Good idea. So I hope for those of you whom the Easter Bunny does visit, it was a more joyful visit than Sonny provided in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that he was very generous with your chocolates and eggs and jelly beans this year. And uh, happy Easter, y'all. Happy Easter. Ochnikom. So you have to say that in Gizuk's voice for us. Ochnikom! Bye, y'all. The Easter bunny is coming to town today. Here's hoping. He's hippity-hopping your way So straighten your bonnets and shine up all your shoes And hurry, there's no time to lose The Easter Bunny is coming to town today He's riding an engine instead of a sleigh Don't blink for even a second or he'll be gone He puffs in at quarter to dawn He'll be filling Easter baskets He'll be rolling eggs like mad Green in everything that's winter clad The Easter Bunny is coming to town today He's hippity-hopping your way So get your brushes and paints, give him a hand 
It's Eastern throughout our lives.